Hey there. Thanks for tuning into a very midfield podcast. You're about to listen to three people talk about Formula One very excitedly, but perhaps not in the most informed or professional way. It's a passion project. I hope that you're enjoying it. I hope that you will enjoy it if this is your first time. I hope that you'll enjoy it as much as we've enjoyed making it. Just remember, please, that uh, no one pays for anything here except for, well, Nick and Boba and Colberto, and these opinions are all ours. Thanks again for tuning in, and enjoy. Magma. <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. All right, well, here we are. It's once again a very <laughs> midfield podcast, and once again, Boba, in the span of six seconds, manages to come up with some way to ruin my brain. So I'm I'm Nick, here's Boba, here's Colberto. We're going to talk about Hungry Hungry Hippos, the Sometimes race. Sometimes when you race a car, you don't put on the right tires and you lose the race. Oh, no, no, no. Don't it's worry, too it was soon. They're already dead. Would you say that their plan came unraviolied? Huh? So, I mean, speaking of the old country, we have we have we have a member here. We have a man on the ground who has just gotten back from the old country. Man, Our man on the ground the reporting live from Imola <laughs> yeah. for the hungry GP. Yeah, so Boba doesn't understand how geography works, so he thinks I visited the country of Ferrari and uh, just, yeah. Is it all red like the car? Did you not? I'm sorry. Wait, hold up a second. You definitely visited Mm -hmm. the country of Ferrari. Your shirt's red. Their car's red. And everyone there drives the cars, and they all dress like the pit crew. They all look like, do they all look like Bonotto? Do they all have that giant clown ass head of hair? Yeah, do they all that look like postmodern right. do they all look like postmodern clowns? Uh they are all in fact postmodern clowns that cook phenomenal food. That's fair. I'll hang out with a clown for some kick ass food. I'm, I'm down with that. You know Damn yeah. right. down, down to clown, would you say? Charlie Brown. So speaking of Charlie Brown, it's uh the hungry GP and uh You'll never believe who's on pole. <laughs> It was it was also the summer break, which is now over because we suck. Um, That's right, Kimmy Räikkönen's so, NASCAR. Bad news: the podcast is late. Good news for you: double header because it's race week. And Kimmy <laughs> so, Räikkönen's no, NASCAR. You're no, welcome. Not dog. Triple header coming off the break. How about that? How about that? Header then? No, no, no. There's three. I think the next three weekends are racing. Yeah, well, so it's, it's a double header because they header. get they get this before race week, and then they no. Get but I'm talking next. about the actual F1, like the guys that actually get paid yeah, money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Oh, those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah so there's yeah. four. Ra- so then it'd, it'd be four podcasts in a row, weekend to weekend. Exactly. So Boba's I mean, got it from the podcast perspective. Theoretically. Hypothetically, well, assuming assuming we have our shit together sexually with the tires. If the tires uh, are Kwanzaa, then when is the Christmas that you fight Muhammad? It's Christmas every day when Truly doesn't sponsor your podcast, which is a lie. It's <laughs> not to Christmas you by every day at all. <laughs> Brought to you Thanks. by Cushy Dreams. Please, high noon, give me money because you're better than Truly. No, just kidding. Truly, don't, don't even prove to me that you're better than High Noon by giving me money. <laughs> no, we just we, just we need don't need money. Noon, we don't need money. Just drinks. Just you know. Well, well, just, Nick, Nick is looking at this. But, from but like money a, can buy drinks. Money can be we're, exchanged we're for goods and services. No, no, drinks can, is our white whale. 
Drinks can be exchanged for money, which can be exchanged for goods and services. Drinks can be exchanged for a podcast. That's that's true. how that works. This this podcast is brought to you by a very small quantity of Lagavulin. This this uh, Lagavulin sixteen is the finest scotch known to man. It's also brought to you by Heimaken. If you legally distinct and different from Heineken. If you disagree with on that statement, uh, feel free to send us angry messages to the uh, the podcast email. Yeah, be like Danny Rick and Lando Norris and get all up on our Twitter and talk to us. Tell us, uh, tell us Lando why Fernando Alonso is right to leave Alpine. No, no, you're, listen, we're, you're dumping too many hot things in the beginning of the hot pod, man. Don't buddy. burn pod. I'm not. Yo, check it pod. out. Got some. We got, You're we got burning no... pod right now. We got to talk yeah. about the race, pod, that the like, race. The race started, and you'll never believe who was on pole. Uh, uh, Nick, tell me who was on pole because that's the uh, only George, guy who George Russell was on pole, and he he won the race, and Lewis was second, and that's the end of the podcast. Thanks so much that's, for turning tuning that's in, not true, Mercedes. But he was on Mercedes pole, is awesome. I also to- I don't. Shut up. Shut Team up. Toto, Pumpernickel for life. Thanks, thanks a lot. Okay, we're done <laughs> here. Bye. Get everyone. out of here, postmodern Kendall. <laughs> This joke will come back later. He is an aggressively perfect Ken doll, isn't he? God, fuck. It's it's kind of terrifying. There There was a shot there where he had his sweater tied around his fucking neck. And you're like, that's a Ken doll if I've ever seen one. I just saw some hot shit on Formula1.com. We're going to talk about it here. We're not going to talk about it yet. We're going to talk about the fact that Georg Russell... Georg Roussel got his first ever poll. That's right. He did it. Congrats, Yay. justice for my boy. Everybody what a, clap what a, for the what a F1's favorite villain. And then Please clap. There were some other people, and they started second and third. And, and Red Bull is a team, and they started in, like, 11. Yeah, yeah. So, I, specifically, man. I think... Max started. I forget how Sergio started that far down the grid because again we're recording this, you know, like seven months after the race happened. I guess because yeah, someone uh, had to go get tiny Italian rum-sucked penises. <laughs> Listen, he did do the that. Baby Papa is super good, and you ain't gonna convince me otherwise. I mean, I'm not but, trying to. I'm just, I'm just stating facts. Uh, we're going so. <coughs> Max had a power unit uh, component replacement that knocked him down to P10, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't think it was his engine. I think it was the Certainly MG. that undid his yeah. race. There's no way he could win now. From uh, 11th? No one's ever won from 11th. That's anime protagonist so, like, Lewis Hamilton couldn't even replicate this feat. Are there points for that position? Right. Oh. Note to self is to find out what the power unit allocations are like for the, the drivers before the next pod that we do, because I kind of want to see what dick situation people are in later in this season. Let me see. Um, we've got at least like, God, we've got a lot of power units from Red Bull, uh, yeah, cause they, they ate fucking Many shit. Ferrari. And then, and then, uh, they gave, they gave signs the old external combustion engine on that one race. <laughs> that didn't. The external combustion unit. Didn't, oh, God didn't, didn't work out too well for him. It was, worked for a little bit of the race, and then it became very external and eh, very combusty. Some of the race internal, some of the race yeah. external. Emphasis on external and combustion. Um, <laughs> absolute unit. Couldn't. Sorry, I had to. I had to. I had to get it out. Um, it do be an external, though. <laughs> it do be a unit, though. 
<laughs> Colberto's over here like, I want to talk about the race, you fucking morons. No, no I'm actually... <laughs> I'm using your guys' vamping to look up shit so I know what He's I'm talking like, oh, about. Let me look at Formula One statistics. Fuck the statistics. Let's talk about the race. Lap All right, let's talk about number, the race. Lap statistics number. are dumb. Memes are cool. Memes are bad. So Don't lights, lights are okay, dreams, so, kids. Okay. There right, you go. Stuff it up your ass. Lights going away <laughs> out, and the race started, okay? And, uh, 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 not not going to lie, we, we did a, a race in 30, and I, I was taking notes. There was like, one important thing that happened during this race, and that's but prior, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but prior to uh, it, many, so many interesting Sprout, things happened. Uh, got a really good run off the line. Yep. And he was able to defend uh, P1 from Chucky LeCluck behind him. But you got a, yeah, uh, yeah. a pretty good start with Leclerc, <laughs> or you got Russell, Leclerc, and Signs just running through it uh, oh. at the beginning of the race. Oh, you lucky, hopeful Ferrari fans, you. Oh, yeah. But they're kind of in a league of their own for a bit there at the start. Um, That's a good And Leclerc is is running close to Russell. There's a quick um, virtual safety car on, like, lap two or three uh, because Alex Albon gets a little crunch-a-roni in the beginning and loses uh, part of his front wing on the track, and it's didn't, right in the race. Didn't K-Mag so. once again have wing contact and in-plate damage that resulted in him getting the getting the magic meatball of race destruction and having to go into the pits for a I very think you're right, but I don't remember when it happened. It was like turn one. He bonked into it's either Norris or Danny, but one of the McLarens, no, he went, no, no, Vettel carved into somebody and took out part of their front wing. That might have been the case, but like as a Haas fan, there's so much trauma in my life over every race and what happens to them that I just kind of block it out now. And there's a, a large amount of scar tissue on that part of my brain. Yeah, um, yeah, he has to not. He he can't pay attention. He has to dissociate. Leave me, a, leave me, leave leave us a proper. You are you are a country traitor. You betrayed America for Germany. Wow. You Mr. leave us Goose alone over here. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. talk like I have a Mercedes Benz and a Mercedes Benz team jacket oh, and it, a poster it, of you know of the you, Mercedes Benz team on my wall. This is like what? Why would you say if these you things? If you owned a Mercedes, it would come with the AMG trim package, right? Well, I mean, clearly, it dumb, would have obviously. to. You know, it I've would, never ridden a car yeah, but, that Nick owns. Like, I, I totally remember, not the totally actual AMG car because that no. would be silly. What uh, you definite, want is the like the pack. window dressing and the stickers of I, uh, AMG. Yeah, and I, I certainly wouldn't. I, I certainly wouldn't buy Pirelli tires when I had to get my you tires changed. Would buy, I? You certainly wouldn't, wouldn't do buy, that at all. You wouldn't. <laughs> That's you not real. Buy like a mom's crossover <laughs> and put Pirellis no, on it. Nick, no. Nick sits in his Mercedes and makes voices <laughs> with himself like he's talking to a race engineer when he's driving down the road. I've been telling Bono my tires are bad for like four weeks yeah, now. It's just, it's some, no, it's, so sometimes Nick calls me up and he starts talking like he's an F1 driver and he's like, the tires are going, the tires are going. I'm like, Nick, I'm at work. What are you talking about? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Nick, I'm in a meeting. I'm, I'm in a meeting right now. You gotta, you gotta stop this. Nick, we're What's the interval? What's the interval? Nick, we're the contact was all Charles' fault. It was all his fault. He cut me off, man. It's so dangerous. <laughs> he, calls me, he calls me to yell about the end of 2021. Like, Hamilton should have had that race. It was Matthew's <laughs> fault. This, 
like while but it's only when he's driving his car as soon as he steps in his car it's like batman he's usually bruce wayne but he becomes bitching batman when he goes into the merc and just calls up i've hacked into colberto's computer and i just brute force my way into his conference calls and i just go michael I All sent right. you the mail. What was the I'd last play it, lap but we the fucking sound. So the last, anyway. the last lap we covered. So, uh, was around lap four is when the VSC ends and they pick up the carbon bits off the track from definitely Albon, maybe a Haas. Uh, right and quick. uh, we are going for the land speed record and podcast today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the quickest <laughs> podcast you ever seen. Bing bang no, boom. We're not anyway. It's so. not right. <laughs> George George Russell is able to get the drop on the Ferraris uh, coming off the VSC, and it looks like it's a pretty it's a pretty ho hum race throughout that. The only thing the only other thing was. to bring up is uh, and we'll we'll talk about this more later in broader context. But off the line, the Alpines get into a bit of a scuff where Alonso really wants to pass <laughs> uh, Mr. Ocon, and Ocon decides uh, that he'd like to drive a race car and wins against Alonso, and Alonso gets. Oh. Yeah, Alonso gets very super upset about this and says something hyperbolic to the effect of, I have never seen defending like this in never my Never in my career. life a defense like Alonso. And all I can yeah, hear in my head the, is the last dog. time he used the words defense and Alonso in a sentence, or I'm sorry, Esteban. And he's like, tell Esteban to defend like a lion. And now he's yeah. like, never in my life. Like, but you, <laughs> How dare you defend like a lion? But you want yeah. to do this. You asked it's almost like this. he's making a fuss on the track to justify decisions that he's made in his life that he knew about at that hmm. point, but nobody oh, else knew about. What? So, uh, yeah, what? so he, he's all bent out of shape. And this, this kind of carries through the race where the two Alpines are always near each other and they're always very not happy with each other, which leads to something uh, pretty dumb in a fun way. But uh, as we're going through... Um, I think Russell's the first one to pit off the lead, and he pits onto mediums. They all started on mediums pretty much, if I remember correctly. And uh, everybody starts pitting onto mediums uh, again. So it's a two, right. It's going to be a three-stop race, it looks like, or two-stop race, rather, for everybody. Um, the next race note that I have is, uh, yeah, Red Bull Racing. Uh, Red Bull is... Bread, did you say field. Bread Bull Racing? Yeah, I, I often <laughs> call them Bread Bull Racing. <laughs> What? Oh yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me and my verbal tics. Anyhow. So they're moving. Um, Max Verstappening is moving his way up the field at a pretty decent clip. Uh, the Mercedes as well. Uh, well, the other Mercedes rather of Hamilton is just like yeah. quietly running a really good race. He's in the back. He's uh, in there. He's working on it. Yeah, lap seventeen is when Ferrari has their first pit uh, for Carlos. Uh, Lap 24 is when something interesting happens during the race that I put a note down for. Uh, the Alpines are back on the track, and they are being upsetty spaghetti with each other, uh, kind of duking it out. And Danny Rick just kind of slots in behind them, and as they're defending against each other through a corner, just dives through and in two corners takes two overtakes for that was That was a banger. That was a banger. Just, I've been, I've been waiting... Up for for big dick danny rick to come back because it's unfortunately recently it has not been big dick danny rick it's just been danny the guy it's been, it's been standard danny oh Ooh, boba little, has decided to come back from the, the boba so has boba activated big loud 
He just I, uh, came back. Oh. I was going to say earlier. Oh my! Um, oh god, that's I was awful. Going to say that the whole Hanta thing. You have good thing. You, oh, put, you have put the mic further up your ass so that we yeah. have even worse audio quality, please. Ah. <laughs> oh, Boba, you got to turn that down, dude. That's fucking bad. It's legit. Oh, yeah. It's fucking terrible. Okay. It's really awful. Um, I'll be quiet from now on. Is this okay? That's can that's okay. But can you turn your game down so that you don't have to whisper? And then every time you lean back in your chair, it sounds like the fucking sky is splitting open and we're all going to fucking die. Oh, my Lord. I do not know what you speak of. The it's most fine. professional podcast. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Editors, uh, our poor editor is going to get to that and he's going to be like, ah! <laughs> I'm sorry, Philly. Philly's he's just gonna me. he's gonna scream he's just gonna scream I can hear him screaming right it's, now it's he will shout at me through DMs and I will be very sad yep probably anyways so, so where uh, were we well around, around this point we talked about Big Dick Danny Rick's double overtake on the feuding Alpines which was really good very the re- hot the return of Big Dick Danny so Rick so hot yeah, and then uh, oh, good, my cat's getting well, that um, That's yeah, good. That, that, um, that anyway, so uh, yeah. <laughs> real quick, oh, oh, while we're here, while we're on the cat subject, um, Nicholas from the Sun noted that uh, last podcast we 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 stated that we had discovered the origin of cat assault, but never cat identified. Assault. Never identified what uh, cat assault actually was, and we won't do it this episode either. <laughs> Correct. Boba wants to talk about literally anything but the race. So it happened. Me... I'm sorry. Lap 28 uh, to about lap 30 or 31. I forget when the pass actually happens. Uh, George Russell is getting his butt sniffed hard by Carl, oh, yeah. uh, by uh, Charles Leclerc, and Leclerc is just right on his gearbox through corners, putting up purple laps, um, which is a really cool fight. Just uh, watching, just classic defending against somebody who is just right up your trumpet and is then this, uh, uh is this lap 30 uh this is it starts this around might lap be lap 30 coverage so yeah around lap charles 30, on the wonky slush charles then, on that uh, wonky slush baby you got the perp dude uh <laughs> Le- leclerc launches past well rather gets way late on the brakes i think going in like turn one oh toto smile yeah, like do a block pass on him that was was pretty sick. Total uh, sad. And is able to he gets in and <laughs> maintains P one and starts pulling out a bit of a distance on uh the Merc behind him. Yeah, Toto Toto unhappy, Michael. My god. He sent yeah, us two emails regarding with, this with, issue. Probably. I, there was a note here that when the battle was happening and Russell was keeping uh, Leclerc behind, they did like that classic shot of Toto sitting in the, the back of the Mercedes oh, garage. Yeah. He just got this smirk on his face like, my boy. <sighs> and then as Mercedes soon as Leclerc in front, I am him, pleased. they do the same shot. He's just like, he's disappointing. It's, there's, it's, a, there's, there's a shot in there. There's a shot in there somewhere of Toto just screaming at somebody about something. Yep. Fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, he is can, upset in the spaghetti. Uh Yuki Tsunoda not wanting to despite being way back in the field, uh wanting to get some camera time, decides to have a little fun spin. Um 
That's lap 35 out of 70 something. Or is it just 70? It's 70. It's 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 a 70 lap race. 70 so, something. Yeah, ha- halfway through the race, uh, we gets marked by a spin. Though it's it seems like, and there's more evidence to this, uh, that the track is starting to get what they're calling "quote unquote" greasy. At this point, <laughs> it's been looking. To quote Martin Brundle, the track is in fact looking greasy. Well, it's it was threatening to rain for a while. There might have been some spritzes here and there. And uh, a fun fact about that kind of light level of rain is that the tarmac has a lot of oil and shit uh, just in it, but it's pockmarked like the surface of you know. It, there's a lot of texture to the surf uh, to the track. So when you get a little bit of water on it, it surfaces all that slick shit and. Uh, it's really difficult driving conditions when there's just a little bit of rain on the track as opposed to when it's just a deluge and you can throw the you know, the wets on and stuff. So um, people start to slip and slide a little bit in braking zones and through corners uh, from here on out pretty much. Mm-mm-mm. This will come back to haunt us. So uh, lap 40, a pivotal moment in the race occurs where Charles Leclerc is pitted uh, for hard tires. This is this oh. is his second pit stop of the race Uh-oh. at this point. And I, I think at this point, how could um, that Ricciardo, ever be a problem? I think Danny Rick had pitted for hards in his first stint. Like there was plenty of time of somebody on the track that had hard tires, and the hard tires looked like they was. were not a race tire. Yeah, and I think it was the Alpines tried to go onto the hards, and it did not work at all. Maybe, yeah, it just it was uh, not a good tire for the day because uh, the track temperatures were a bit <clears> off from what they thought that they were going to be, and then you have these weather conditions moving in. But by hook or by crook, they got empirical evidence of somebody on the track that swapped to hards, and they are slow. So Ferrari tried to do a Mercedes, and they thought about it with their simulations of the gonculator, and went, well, it looks like it's going to be a rough tire to start on, but then we can uh, ride that tire to the end of the race, and it should speed up by the end of the race and be competitive. Uh, yeah, which, that, mm, but... Spoiler mm, alert, oh, super oh. wrong. Um, yeah, I was about to say how'd that work out for him. As soon as I he mean, got back down to the track, he gets out P4 on the track, um, and Max passes him uh, pretty soundly just through that, but that's fine because they came out near each other. So, or he came out P3 rather, and then Max passes him for P3, he ends up P4. Uh, Going through a turn on the next lap though, Max, without power, loses the rear and spins uh, (laughs) 360 degrees on the track and catches it like a, like like he was showing off for Jim Cotta or something like that. Look, Ken Block would be proud. Is is pretty slick, and, it uh, and it maintains it, but it in the process loses the position again to Leclerc, who gets in yeah. front of him P three. Um, they go at it for a little while, but it is pretty clear, even with that spin, that Leclerc's pace uh, has dropped off compared to where he should be uh, on the track. Mm. So his 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 slow uh, path. Uh, fall uh kind of begins there um let's see the the current running order just for what it's worth is carlos is in front uh followed by lewis hamilton followed by charles leclerc uh but yeah everyone's getting squirrely on the track at this point 
Little, 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 little splash of rain will do that to you, apparently, yeah. at the Hungaro yeah. ring. Well, and the, the Hungaro ring they were kind of talking about during the race is like, it's an interesting track in that it's surface area-wise, it takes up a lot of space, and it's it's kind of a wet area to begin with, so it like some portions of the track will be dry, some portions will be wet, so you really have to kind of decide, like, okay, do I want to go with... Uh, do I want to go with a full wet? Do I want to go with a you know an intermediate? Do I want to just risk it on the slicks and try and find the try and find the dry prat bleh, the dry patch in the areas that are wet? <coughs> Tough decision to make, you know. Round lap forty five is though uh, the inevitable happens with uh, Leclerc losing pace off the hards. Uh, Verstappen is able to do an, just an easy pass past him. That's a that's a reference from all of you, for all of you from the northeast of the uh, United States. Easy, easy pass. That's right, baby. You put it in the window and it pays the tolls for you. Ha ha ha. That's right. You gotta you gotta you gotta give them a credit card and they'll they'll pay your tolls. <laughs> uh, at this point, though, uh, in the backfield, uh, round lap fifty, uh, some some action for the people at the back of the grid, where. Hey. Uh, I think Lance Stroll tries to make a pass on the outside of Ricciardo going through a turn, and Danny gets a little too hot into it and locks up a bit, and Booperino's Mr. Stroll and kind of spins him out. <laughs> that shit was so funny. He hit me. He just hit me. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it. Fuck, drive. Just fucking drive. Drive. To quote Lance, I gave him space. I had plenty of space. Oh. In- in Stroll's defense, he did. So, like, this was not a Stroll-caused incident. This was a lockup on Danny's part that uh, knocked him. But I think... I just thought I it was funny that Dan, it, or uh, Stroll wanted to sit there and write a fucking novel, and his race engineer was like, can you please drive the fucking car? <laughs> please. Yeah, please, Lance. Please. Your dad is paying me a pile of money. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. He's got Mike Crack in his corner. But, uh... <laughs> Michael Crack. We, he uh, can't he's able to, to get back up, and like nobody's taken out of the race from that incident. Nobody's taken out of the race at all at this point. Um, going through a lap fifty, Ooh, uh, yeah. which is also a bit of foreshadowing. But uh, uh. we, I think it's just rule of racing incident in the backfield there. So I don't think there's yeah. any penalties associated with it. Yeah. On lap fifty-five, Ferrari realizes that they've done fucked up, and they bring in Leclerc to pit for softs, uh, which he gets back out on the track around P six, and pretty much is just there for the rest that's, of the race. That's his life. That's his life for and the rest of that P6. race. Uh, at, at this point, as well, uh, Bonotto just walks off the pit wall and goes. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just leaves. He's like, he's, he's like, I have to either go yell at someone or hide. Yes. Thank well, you. I done yeah. hang myself with the spaghetti noose. Time to leave. <laughs> yeah, round uh, lap 65 uh, at this point. Uh, Hamilton. So now the running order is... Uh, although, by the way, Max Verstappen just continues to... Uh, still he rises, trying to steal the trademark yep. from Sir Lewis, um, yep. is now leading the field. Uh, behind him is George Russell... Behind him is Lewis Hamilton. Uh, you can't. You can't still heat tell factories me. back at you the tires. Absolutely, and you can't tell me the last two seasons or this season and last season have not been just the plot of an anime. This well, is this is just straight anime plot. This is bullshit. 
Yeah, so, something fun now. happens around lap 65 uh, where the battle for P2 between the two uh, you know, silver arrows, uh, Hamilton is able to get a... Russell's defending against Hamilton. Um, Hamilton is finally just able to get past Russell, and they cut to Toto, and Toto has the smuggest fucking look on his face. <laughs> just, like, mugging at the camera uh, that Lewis is able to pass Russell. Like, the favored child is still well-known in the Mercedes garage. Yeah. Oh, well, come on. Are you really that surprised? Is anyone shocked? Anyone um, is, is anyone surprised there? I am not. Th- then yeah. to to just have something happen before the end of the race, uh, Botas has a, P, a power unit failure uh, with two to go, mm. and Mm-mm-mm. pulls off the track, uh, which yeah. doesn't cause any issues. I don't believe. I think he pulls off in a good area. Yeah, yeah. he pulls off, and that's the end of Valtteri's race. <laughs> Free my boy Valtteri. He did that's, nothing wrong. That's about and it. That's, that's pretty much the end of the race. So I'll quickly go through the standings of where everyone ended up. Um, for what yeah. it's worth, Carlos, I didn't mention Carlos too much in this. He was in the mix and he had less of a bad tire situation. They did pit him onto uh, softs at some point, but they still lost enough time with him that he was not in the podium fight, which was yeah. very unfortunate for that. He was he was 14 and a half seconds off. So Yeah. So yeah, with that. Nope. Results as they stand. We start with Max Verstappening getting his win, uh, followed by, uh, for the first time, I think this entire season, maybe, uh, the two silver arrows of Guis Babbleton and uh, Jude Law. Second both time. Is second the second time. time with both Mercedes. Hey, after uh, our first race of the season, if you remember right, there was uh, shenanigans with Red Bull. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that was back when uh, either Max won a race or he exploded. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so the two silver arrows wrap up the second and third podium positions, followed by uh, Carlos Sainz, who should have been further in the mix. It looked like a Ferrari day, in perfect honesty, until should've they keep strategy up. Um, Sergio Perez splitting the Ferraris in P5 with Charles Leclerc finishing a disappointing P6. Yep. Uh, best of the rest time with Lando Norris uh, taking P7 in the McLaren. Uh, Fernando and Esteban in the Alpines taking P8 and 9. It's a good Sebastian showing for them. Vettel working his way up to P10, uh, followed by Lance Stroll, who was able to recover from his little Danny oh, Rickett to grab a P11. Finally, Seb um, getting some points. Jesus. Pierre Gasly. Uh, beyond uh, keeping going on the grid, Pierre Gasly with a P12, uh, Zhoguan Yu, uh, 13, Mick Schumacher, the highest Haas in 14th place. Yeah. Danny Rick is able to only finish P15, K Mag 16, Albon 17, uh, Latifi finishes P18 behind his teammate, Yuki Tsunoda, after his little sojourn off the track, finishes P19, and a DNF for Valtteri Botas, who qualify, uh, classifies as P20. He finished enough laps in the race. You cl- Congrats, you classified last. Good job. Um, let's go quickly for the, st- uh, the standings for teams and drivers, uh, since we're just coming off the summer break. So to give Why context not? for yeah, going in. Um, Red Bull Racing has a commanding lead of 431 points. 
followed by Ferrari, who is not really fighting for first anymore, but is fighting nope. to keep second place. Since they have 334 and nipping say at their it. heels is say Mercedes it. Say it. Say with the, the line Bart. job at mm, 304. Yeah. So there's only mm. 30 points separating the two teams. Love hey, what, what happened to that team that won like the last eight Constructors' Championships? Where are they at? You know, you shut in... your fucking mouth, all right? Oh, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's where they are. Third? Oh, man. That's, what happened, that's, dude? Yeah. Well, you know oh, what? Oh, yeah. off, off the team's podium, uh, there's a bit of a drop to a really good fight for the best of the rest between Alpine with 99 and McLaren with 95. True. So that can tip either way at any second. Good thing neither of those teams are going through any sort of weird contract <laughs> issues or both of those teams going through oh, season. Hey, Oscar, you wanna, you're driving for us, right? Who are you? So we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, Alfa Romeo then has uh, about half their points at 51 and P6. Yep. Uh, Gene Haasen team have 34. Alpha it's 34 Tauri. more points than they had last year. Damn right. Alpha Tauri has 27. Aston Martin Red Bull. No, no. I'm so used to saying Aston Martin Red Bull Racing from back in the day. Aston Martin <laughs> uh, Lance Stroll Money Racing is. Lawrence uh, Stroll, excuse you. Whatever. Lance Stroll has no money. Stroll. Nepotism is king. They have 20 yeah. points. Williams with. <laughs> Three <laughs> whole points. <laughs> Thank you, Albon. Uh, I can't wait till the TV's off your team. Greetings, Three Logan Logan Sargent from F2. Oh, Drivers God, real yes. Quick, uh, Verstappen now can, extends his lead uh, to 258 in P1. Charles Leclerc behind him in 178. Sergio Perez right behind Leclerc, only five points off at 173. Yep. Uh, Georges Roussel and Carlos Sainz are in a bit of a mix, along with Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Russell with 158, Science off him by two points with 156, and Hamilton 10 points off of him at 146. Lando Norris then has a bit of a fall off a cliff there, about half the points with 76 and P7. Ocon with 58 points, Botas 46, Alonso 41. K-Mag, uh, two more than his number, 22 points. hey uh, Danny Rick is in P12 with 19 points. Gasly, 16 points, tied with Seb Vettel. Mick Schumacher has 12. Yuki Snoda has 11. Zhou Guan Yu, 5. Lance Stroll, 4. Albon, 3. And then P20 and 21 <laughs> with the goose egg are Nicholas Latifi and the people's champion, Nico Hulkenberg. You know, people's right champion. <laughs> Right quick, I think we need to cover an issue, right? So the guy last year who we will not name became a P21. A, a person who occupied a seat? Yes. Uh, Mr. Um, oh, goodness. What's his name? Uh, oh, Rob man. Kubica's replacement driver. That's, yes, that's thank you. Rob Kubica. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rob Kubica's replacement uh, came in P21. I think this year we need to designate a new replacement driver. And I think that belongs to Nicholas Latifi. Might, might be, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Nico's replacement driver, even though I don't Nico's even think that was the same driver. team. Spe- speaking of, let's talk about some news real quick uh, about the, the domino that fell to cause insanity over the last couple of weeks. We, um, we're talking oh, silly man. season. Are you so, talking to, are you talking about uh, Antonio Giovinazzi running in uh, Haas's FP1 sessions? Very excited for this. Italian Jesus is back. He's Italian be Jesus. He went to the, the electric hall. car and he said, "Hey man, this ain't fun." 
Uh, I don't like but, the I don't like the battery cars. Bad battery car, real quiet, not fun. To, to kick off the conversation, no we'll, we'll go we'll go one topic at a time here. Uh, the there was a an announcement uh, that started off a bunch of crap, where Sebastian Vettel, 37, 38 years old, four time world champion, no, and not even maybe 35, the most knowledgeable six, F1 person on the grid. Uh, announces that this is his final season in Formula One. He will be retiring yeah. at the end. He said so long and thanks for all old. the fish. So, no. set, fun, fun fact God, for me, when Jesus, I started watching F1... I am. Holy fuck. Hell yeah, brother. When, when I started watching F1 uh, way <sighs> back when, like, I had watched it on and off as a kid uh, here and there, but when I really got into it, was right before the Sev Vettel domin- you know, animation domination of uh, the yep. sport for four years, uh, when you know that Red Bull got their car right and found the you know German Wunderkind to dra- take them to four championships. Right, right before uh, asked, uh, right before uh, the team that will be not be not be named won eight constructors <laughs> championships in a row. Yeah. Uh, this was actually so it was cool because. Um, one of the first, the first season that I really got into it was the season that Lewis Hamilton won, and that was before he was on Mercedes. That was that was uh, McLaren, McLaren Mercedes. So it was still Mercedes in some way, shape, or form, but um, it was uh, the, the season that he won with McLaren Mercedes was uh, was my inaugural like follow every single race season. Uh, and, but then you get you just heard over uh, the. 2009 to 2010 season that this kid Sebastian Vettel was getting better and better and he was going to hop in there and holy hell the uh that era where Sebastian was winning like we joked about it back in the day uh Red Bull Racing we called RBR really boring racing cuz they were winning a lot <laughs> but son of a gun were they uh were they some good races especially i think the 2011 or 12 season uh, was just baller when it came from race to race. The 2010 season and the 2012 season, I think, were just bare knuckle brawls to the finish um, to see who yeah. would win. Like they were not twenty one, baby. They were not easily won championships by Seb for uh, either of those two seasons. The other two maybe a little bit easier, but he's been a solid presence on the grid. Uh, the Ferrari switch for him was a little pants um it never really worked out the way anybody wanted it to um and then his like swan song now over at the the stroll factory of misery has been uh the stroll factory of misery good god it's, it's, no it's like fuck. yeah it's, it's i bought a team for my son and i just want experienced drivers to try to teach him how to drive uh yeah. kind of deal i mean it's I guess, been you know it's been a good um, run I get to always fun to see him on the track. And that time that he crushed grilled the grid when he named every F1 champion in that order. She was hot. That was Oh awesome. my God. Impressive. So, uh, that not to belabor. Was hot. There, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. It's not to belabor this too much, but, uh, it's going to be really sad to see Seb go. Uh, um, I hope that he comes back to the sport in some capacity later on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Ross Braun has already been talking. He's got a spot for Seb Vettel uh, somewhere in Formula One management. So really, I mean, yeah, uh, it was either Ross or it was it was the uh, the I forget who's the president of the FIA. Uh, 
Is it the is Ayatollah it? of Rock and Rolla? I forget what oh, yeah. He's got an entire name that's very long, and I feel bad for forgetting it, but at the same time, I'm sorry. I'm an American. Uh, but, but yeah, he, he, out of all the drivers on the grid, he is the one that that makes any level of sense with, and by that I mean a lot of sense with. Like, yeah. I don't know any other driver on the grid right now that knows... If you put all the other 19 drivers together, they probably don't know as much as Seb has forgotten in a night of drinking about Formula One. In Which is shocking. Yeah. I mean, he's the he's, he's currently he's the one of the two chairmen of the Grand Prix Drivers Association. Uh, yeah, yeah as well George Russell's as, the other one, right? Yes, yes, he's the junior seat. Um, it's yeah, no, he's he's he he knows more about F1 than any other driver on the grid. He's the president of the Grand Prix Drivers Association. He's not afraid to speak his mind. So no, I think no, he's going to be a part of the sport for a long time to come. Um, yeah. even I'd, if I'd he's like not in this seat, ground. which is very unfortunate. Yeah. Well, what what this leads to though is uh, now there's an open seat on the grid, and no. apparently Seb didn't you know told the team, hey, I'm planning on retiring. I'm gonna let the world. I'm gonna retire, but I'm gonna let you know first. And then the uh, the stroll organization went into full gear to try to attract a name to come to their second seat then uh, to right. work with Baby Stroll. Uh, and boy, did they attract one, and boy, did it cause a shit stir. Mean, uh, meanwhile, there's this other guy on the grid named Nicholas Latifi, who uh, <laughs> I'm told allegedly drives race cars. That's that, that, that? that's the rumor I keep hearing. Who is that? I don't, I don't know who that is. Oh, are um, you he... saying, Nick, are you saying that Latifi was poached by, uh, by uh, Aston Martin to well, drive it... alongside Lawrence or Lance Stroll? So... Look, there's a lot of subtlety to the situation. It's yeah. really complicated. No, he wasn't. Um, that's how that panned out. So Williams was like, "Hey, Mr. Piastri, do you come race with us? You got a contract." And no, no, no. Piastri that's... was like, "No, so, no, I don't." Oh, we're, they were like, "We're getting Whoa. you. You've forgotten the the thing yeah. in between the thing. You, you got. Oh. You're, you're getting way ahead of where we I are right you, now. I have missed some things. Several steps. Oh, yeah. Dear. I wasn't. You're, I wasn't you're, as you're at like in. the end. First off, who's driving on Alpha or uh, uh, Aston Martin next season next to Young Stroll Boy? No idea. That's bullshit. You know who it is. So Fernando Alonso announces that he is. Oh, that's right. Jesus Boba's dead. I killed Boba. Nick legitimately forgot. So anyway, dude, it's look. I had COVID, and my brain is, I think, maybe no excuse. I had COVID one time, and it it was terrible. I hated it, but (laughs) I didn't forget who drove for what team. Boba was completely normal before he had COVID, and then we got him on this podcast. Oh, fuck. That's right, Fernando Alonso, because Esteban has learned how to defend like a lion, and apparently Fernando doesn't like that very much. Uh, Only against Fernando. Very shortly after the announcement that Vettel was leaving, uh, Alonso came and announced that he had signed a contract because uh, he's out of contract at the end of this season with Alpine because uh, they didn't want to give him a multi-year deal, which apparently was part of his reason for not being super thrilled. Uh, where did, I think he did get a two-year deal. Um, so the, the the issue was is that the new deal they were offering him, so he had a two-year deal that ends uh, this year. Right. Um, 
the the issue was when they went back to the renegotiation table, they offered him a one plus one deal. Yeah. So it would be one guaranteed year for next year, 2023, with an option year for 2024. What he wanted at a minimum was a two-year deal plus option. Well, let's yeah. stop it there right. as to the reason that Alpine would do that and just focus on Alonzo for a moment. So Alonzo now is going to be departing the Alpine organization and going into uh, Aston. And it seems like, you know, you get trade one senior driver for another senior driver. Um, one world champion for another. Uh, well, you, you did have the world championships. You had a four-time world champion. Now you got a two. But uh, Alonzo still just punching up with the cars that he's given in the sport. So uh, uh, I know that there's like the curse of Alonzo where he'll join another team and that team just kind of goes into free fall after he's a part of it. I think he's kind of flipped it with Alpine. Alpine's kind of on the rise. Um, oh, certainly, it, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a shame to see Alpine continue without him in this capacity because I'm not sure how much he was involved in it directly, but... He, he definitely was able to do a lot of great stuff with that car in that time. I mean, the um, whole the entire El Plan thing was him, right? Yeah, it, that was, was, it was pretty good. Well, they I put mean, that Plan, on the rear wing. It's ridiculous. You, you a branding thing like liked by Pierre Gasly. That's I, I don't know. <laughs> sure, you know, I, I get that it's branding and whatnot, but you threw El Plan on the back of your wing for more than one race last year. And that's that's a proper sponsorship position, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's you could have had money coming in, or you could have put El Plan on the back of your car. I mean, otherwise, it says Alpine on it. It's pretty sponsored by like the French taxpaying citizen, I think. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> so it's, El Plan, that's yeah. El Plan. Get France to pay for car, France car, baguette mobile. So <laughs> it's now you, now you got him coming in to uh, to there, which is cool. Now Alpine has a seat, and Alpine quickly announces that that seat next year will be taken up by one Australian by the name of Oscar Piastri, who has been a talent that's been uh, kind of tipped to come into F1 for quite a while now (laughs) and finally gets the thing. Uh, And everything was right with the world, and no other issues were caused by this, and we were totally fine. Except that's not true. Record scratch. Oh. Uh, hmm. you're, you're, um, cut to less uh, cut, than no. like five hours later. Cut to Oscar Piastri's Instagram where he's like, fucking I am the, not driving for Alpine next the, the fucking, uh, oh Jesus, what's the, what's the narrator's name? The... <laughs> The but he did not drive for that team. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman moment. <laughs> but he did not have a contract. Oh, he did God. not, in fact, drive for Alpine that year. <laughs> my God, I got. I'll, I'll try to find the post. But like, he was like, "It's come to my attention that Alpine has released something without my permission or knowledge that says that I'm talking about how excited I am to drive for them next year. Like, I am not driving for them next year. Um, yeah. Now, why? Why would this be? Because uh, apparently, according according to the fucking the F1 Twitterverse slash YouTube fucking clickbait sphere, uh, it's because. Oscar Piastri has a contract with McLaren Racing. 
Now, which no one has been able to confirm or let, deny. Let, let's let's back out for a moment here. Apparently, and this is all now we're getting into bit of speculation territory because we don't know all the facts yet around the situation. Um, Piastri had, is part of Alpine's driver pool, and he does have a contract with Alpine. But part of that contract was if they couldn't guarantee him a seat on the Alpine team by a particular date, he was free to court other teams. Right. I don't, what's that date? Don't know. But um, his manager, uh, who happens to be Mark Weber, uh, was trying to fishing him around or shopping him around to other teams. There's a team on the grid, and Alpine's uh, plan was to try to convince Piastri, if they didn't have a seat for him next year because they wanted to retain Alonso, that he could go and replace Latifi at Williams and have a season of cutting his teeth on a lower-tiered team before they moved him up to Alpine. That's kind of sketchball, but it would have gotten him into the sport. This uh, is all allegedly, by the way. This is this is none of this is. Yeah, I, I think the Williams one is a bit solid in terms of what people know about it. Yeah, but, uh, from from what from the from the Twitterverse slash clickbait understanding, that was a pretty solid thing. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, McLaren in talks seem to be very keen on bringing Piastri into their stable uh, to replace one of their drivers. And they're not getting rid of Lando Norris. So it's Lando Norris that McLaren is ready to take uh, Ricciardo after the woodshed to bring in a young driver uh, to race Look. alongside Lando in that Get program. rid of old Australian in favor of young Australian. Yeah. So this is, Danny this is has like a big basically Australian sat drama. there and been like, oh, you don't like me and your car, mate? Why don't you just pay me $20 million and I'll fuck off, cunt? Oh, mate. Yeah, because it's you have Mark Webber, an Australian, representing Oscar Piastri, an Australian, to remove Danny Rick, an Australian, from the team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the no, Australian no, connection. No. No Fuck more Australian, all Australian violence. Oh, it cannot oh, end. This oh cycle needs to stop. God. All I'm thinking of is like that, uh, The Simpsons, where it's like, you know, the Scots hate everyone, especially the Scots. They're ruining Scotland. Bloody Scott. Where's Nick from the sun when you need him to talk about Scotland? Fuck You're not Christ. wrong. That's true. Son, Nick. Oh, he's gonna be—he's somewhere. A Scotsman is screaming into his haggis because he's not here to talk about this. He's probably screaming uh, into a haggis, if I had to guess. He'd be screaming into a haggis, anyways. They don't know what else they do up there. So fry food. To to recap, then we're in a situation where uh, Vettel's gone. You got Alonso coming into the team. That's solid. He's gonna be on Aston Martin next year. Then you have the two teams that are fighting for the best of the rest this year. The best of the rest. Neither of the, like the, both of them have because uh, uh, Alpine is ready to take this to court with uh, Piastri's contract. Um, McLaren has not commented. I don't think whether or not there is a contract that they've yeah, penned. No, publicly they have said nothing. Yeah, so they're they're just kind of waiting to see where the wind blows, but it's like one of those worst kept secret things that there is some sort of deal between uh, Piastri and Alpine, or no, rather McLaren to come on board. So each each of the team, like you, you got like Zach Brown and uh, oh my god, Alpine's team principal, I don't remember his name. I want to say Davide Brivio because they uh, Otmar Safnauer. 
Safnauer, good lord. Yeah, yeah. he only was oh Look man, and that, the 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 milk thickens because uh he was the team principal that left in a huff from Aston Martin to go over to Alpine. Uh so which Mike Crack replacing him, most unfortunate name in motorsport. Uh rip, rip your homie. So you got like him on one side and uh, <laughs> McLaren on the other side just grabbing either of Piastri's arms like, no, he's mine, going in between the teams where there's definitely no seat on Alpine that needs to be filled. And then Ricciardo's just sitting in the other seat on uh, McLaren like, whatever, dude. Uh, we're just going to see how this shakes out. I either drive next year or I get $21 million. It, it, it doesn't it, matter. Dude, in the background of all of this, there's someone behind Latifi with a headsman's act, and he's just like, please judge me after this chassis change. <laughs> uh, well, please wait I'll... until I destroy more cars on a wall. I promise I'll figure out how to drive eventually. Please, I'll he pay won't. you money. That's not going to happen. He's not going yeah. no, to do either of those things. Neither of those things no. are going to occur. So, so he's yeah, going to drive that car into a wall and turn it into a cloud of fucking carbon fiber confetti. He will, he will blame it on someone else as well. Oh, man, I don't know what happened there. Well, Nick, uh, you drove it into a wall. That's Yeah, as of today, which is August 22nd, uh, we don't know what's going to happen publicly uh, between Piastri and where he's going to land. But what we do know is if he lands at Alpine, it's going to be under shotgun wedding conditions that he'll be driving for them, which will be pretty fun. Uh, and if he lands at McLaren, then there's going to be an Australian looking for work, uh, potentially, or it'll just like fuck off into the sunset with whatever they're going to have to pay him to break that contract. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, apparently. So uh, to add fuel to the fire here, apparently Danny Rick has like the most banging contract known to man in F1. Oh, do where he? Yeah, no. Apparently, he set all the terms for that contract. Hmm. But, I mean, to be fair, he is a race winner, and the McLaren currently has no one else on the roster that is a race winner. So, um, you know, like, uh-huh. I, I don't, I, I don't really see the point of getting rid of Danny Rick. Like, I'm gonna be real with you; he's still got a couple more good years in him, and I, at this, he hasn't it, been he, re- results. He hasn't really been putting so up so far results. this season. Yeah, you're not wrong. You know, he hasn't been putting up results this season. He's also um, in his thirties. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a story where uh, yeah. and it's interesting that they want Piastri so bad because McLaren has young drivers as well. There's a bunch of so I, there was another. Um, I, I was listening to the the shift uh, shift F one podcast and they're like, it, it's just it's a comedy show over there because they have uh, you know this whole deal with. Is Rick going to leave? Are they going to bring on Piastri? And then they have a whole bunch of drivers in their like Arrows McLaren IndyCar program who all yeah. think that they might get the tap on the shoulder, like the Red Rose, to come <laughs> on to the F1 team. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Uh, it, it's a shit show, dude. And I, I don't know what... Because by all, for all intents and purposes, when Zach Brown came into that org, he flipped it onto a team, uh, despite the Alonzo drama. Alonzo still a byline in these stories, uh, into something that's like really competitive. And with Lando at the helm as the de facto team leader, it's been a real solid play between them. Like they're fighting for best of the rest, and Alpine yeah. as well with um, flipping their org around. 
even after uh, the exit of um, their team principal, just unexpectedly. Like, oh, what was his name? Yeah. It was, it was a former F1 driver, wasn't it? Or no, was Cyril Abutifel. Oh. Cyril. <coughs> there so was another, he, another guy left Alpine, though. It, was, it wasn't oh, France yeah. Tost. It was... No, it was the um, it was uh, Alan Prost. Yep. Yeah, Alan, Alan Prost, Prost said, "I'm out because Alonso's mean." Oof. Yeah, so Prost left Alpine, which maybe he'll come back now. Uh, but then even Cyril left uh, when they were turning into Alpine. Like they've been able to turn that team into one that is competitive again. Uh, yeah. It, it's the the drama at these teams might hurt them. I and. I maintain my prediction that Alonzo is joining a team on the rise. I think, which like easy to say when you're on the floor, the only way you can go is up. Hopefully, yeah. but the the amount of talent and money that they brought into that org for that car next year, give it give it like two years and they'll be yeah. somewhere fucking way different. So it's we're just waiting to see how this ends up shaking out. I think it's promising because they they have been a good team in the past. So I think there's a there's a path to get back there again. They've certainly got the money, which is I mean that'll that'll get you there. But Boba, I think there's something very special you want to talk about that occurred. Is it is it regarding a former Formula One world champion? It it may be. Oh man. Oh man. Is it it regarding everybody's second favorite racing series? Uh, that's a bold statement to make, but continue. I mean, listen, it's, it goes, it goes F1, unnamed racing series, then cross cart, because cross cart's the coolest shit in the world. (laughs) Is, is this person perhaps known to enjoy a beverage? (laughs) A drink? Perhaps. Does he like the drink? He may like the drink. He also may be made of ice. And Does, may also be from Finland, and his main may in fact be Kimi Raikkonen, oh. and he may in fact be racing, and that's right, everybody's second favorite racing series, NASCAR. My <laughs> man Kimi's racking it, Maybe that's, that's right. why. Maybe this explains Danny Rick falling off the wagon. He's uh, the spirit of the Intimidator has left him to go to Kimi. Or maybe or that's maybe, what it is. Maybe the spirit of the Intimidator is just guiding him to the right right series. Ooh, well, that's yeah. That's Boba, how, how did Kimmy do in his NASCAR debut? We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we will it, not it was, talk about that, dude. It was super promising because it was just, great until it wasn't. Oof. He, he jumped into the car. He qualified. Um, or he he was like in the top ten for qualifying. Yeah. yeah. And then during the race, he was running P14 right up until something happened, Boba. What happened? Uh, there might have been a wall in the path of his forward egress. Um, that's Who put that there? I don't know. I, I Listen, uh, Watkins Glen is a hell of a track, you know. Yeah. And we're not, we're not going to discuss this any Man, further. That's all, we ne- all you need to know, listeners, is that, in fact, Kimi Raikkonen... Is in F is in NASCAR because NASCAR is really cool and there you, you should watch NASCAR sometimes. NASCAR NAS one. Go watch. Listen, go watch Kimmy in NASCAR. You watch. You watch the dirt races and you watch the road courses because those are really badass. And there it is. All the cars bump into each other on purpose. Bing bong. Ping bong. Have you been following NASCAR this season, Boba? 
Not particularly. I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> go watch again, NASCAR. I watch the road courses and the, the dirt races. He said, "Go well, watch NASCAR." Do you watch NASCAR? No, I don't watch NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I I preface saying watch the dirt races and the road courses, and that's what I covered down on. Okay, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Fair. Enough. I was wondering how the car of tomorrow was doing. That like next. It's day. doing okay. Um, it's not. It's nobody really is complained about it in any way that's serious nobody seems to have actual like mechanical issues with it it's just one of those things where you know teething issues getting into a new car and figuring it's, out setups and whatnot because nascar is a really setup dependent series because mm. it's been so you it, it, it strangled by the idea that you, it's a stock car but it's no longer a stock car the car is its own thing oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's annoying. Have, there was a whole thing this year where like the teams no longer build the chassis and they have uh, single nut wheels as opposed to the five nut. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's you you buy uh, you buy body panels from a manufacturer who manufactures all the body panels and one you you get I think it's the Mustang package because it's they they still name them after actual like stock cars right but stock car meaning like a late model car that is in production currently so you have Camaro uh, I think at the moment there's three and there's Camaro uh, Mustang and, and and Corolla yeah it's so, like a Toyota right it's which, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah and none of them actually are it's it's just carbon fiber body. They have work. literally nothing to do with the actual cars. Yeah. So um, if you want to win, what you run is the Mustang package because it's more aerodynamic than the rest. You. Yeah. Speaking of other racing series, I'll do a plug super quick because I think we're tight on time. MotoGP we, and we do need to wrap are it up. Fucking baller, and this season is. Uh, like the previous seasons, awesome, and y'all should watch that. in one of these days. I'll take over this podcast and talk about half car racing. But no one knows what that is. No one knows that it is. Go watch Cross Car. It's way cooler. That's what he thinks. End of podcast. End of podcast. After some shilling. Hell yeah. Thank you again for tuning in to a very midfield podcast. Currently, this project is brought to you by nobody really, just us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We really appreciate you listening into this passion project. Just having you here is a huge help. We really hope you enjoyed it. In fact, we hope you enjoyed it so much that you want to talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. If you want any question answered, hate something we said, or just want to say hi or shitpost at us, feel free to drop us a line. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash averymidfieldpc. We host our podcast through Anchor FM, and you can leave us a line there. Website is anchor.fm forward slash midfield dash podcast. If that's not your speed, then feel free to email us at verymidfieldpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you'll join us again next time.